All right, my guests today need no introduction. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Ty, Ty and Nate from Floral are here. Well, we're in your house. We're in my. The, Joe is here at my house. Yeah, we're yes. in. Uh, we're in Los Altos Hills. Los Altos Hills, California, where, where they deliver baby. weed. They deliver weed right here. Tommy, hopefully, he gets it done in a timely manner. <laughs> Tom's, Tommy's getting weed. Tom from Anagles. Yeah, and Angles is here. Tom's trying to get weed yeah, delivered. Thomas, Thomas if we do an ad for Ease.com, will they pay yeah. the podcast? That'd be sick. That'd be a cool sponsorship. Ease.com, Bay best marijuana delivery service. How long have they been delivering it? I don't know. Like right. It's like maybe like since legalization, probably. That's cool. But it was great. It was like 20 minutes. <laughs> Very see, timely. You ever see Half Baked where um, Mr. Smiley Face, they have like the weed delivery service, too? But no. it's like it was I've like never seen half baked. Really? Yeah. It's like a or know. Cheech and Chong. I never saw Cheech and Chong actually. There was a time when I was young where I was like really into stoner movies, and most of them aren't actually that funny. Really. High School Nate. <laughs> High School Nate. Well, the worst one that I ever saw was this movie called Sex Pot, which was like about these these like high school kids who like find this like aphrodisiac marijuana and their and their sister's. Uh, um, I know they're, they're, yeah, their sister's boyfriend's apartment, and they like smoke like everyone out with this aphrodisiac marijuana, and it's like kind of a stoner film mixed with like softcore porn. And <laughs> nice. It, I, even like as a middle schooler, I thought it was bad. Yeah. So. <laughs> there are the movies that are so bad they're good, I guess. Like um, like Zombievers. You ever see that? It's on. Netflix. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's like you know they're going for like the cheesy over the top or like killer clowns from outer space. My mom, my mom has told me to watch that movie. She says it's one of her favorites, but I've been a deathly scared of clowns since I was a little baby, but I think I'm over it now. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> like all like the ridiculous, like gory, but like not really realistic stuff. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, well, it's nice to, to see you guys. It's good to see you too, Joe. We, we see each other semi, semi regularly, at least once or twice a year. Yeah. You're on the East I think, coast. I think the yeah. Last time, I saw you was those those shows the East Coast shows yeah. that Floral did right yeah, yeah with, with invalids yes and good game and good game, and good game. Yeah. yeah so that wasn't too long ago was no summer. no it's close enough that uh, you know I don't know what the end of that sentence is <laughs> <laughs> well you guys are like back in action now right yeah I guess we we didn't work for like a year but yeah yeah we like like the last show before this run was the Mono Body show and. Um, Shout out Mono Body. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to my boys at Mono Body. Um, in, in Placerville, which is close to where we're playing tonight. So it was pretty much exactly a year ago. Yeah, basically. And then Since your last show? Bef- before these? Before these, yeah. 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 And you made an interesting point, Ty. Like yesterday, you were like, I didn't even realize that we had, like, a lot of people said to you, I'm so glad you guys are back, but you didn't realize that, like, you even really stopped. It's just that Nate was... Yeah, yeah. We were just doing other shit, and like I was trying to finish up school, and Ty has been like working and writing fuck ton of his own music. Yeah, which is cool. Which will be out at some point. Ty Mayer, shout out Ty Mayer, shout out to my boy. <laughs> Solo stuff. <laughs> yeah, there's there's um, sort of singer songwritery kind of stuff, and then Elaine the singer, and yeah, because you write. Well, I mean, how did, what's the writing process for Lane the Singer? Which, if if you don't, if you're listening, you don't know Lane the Singer is like the Floral Side Project band. Who they have an EP out. It's it's Ty and Nate and Kevin on drums. Kevin Murray, shout out to my boy. Yeah, and we played with him last night. It was really fucking cool. But how do you guys write that stuff? That's I do. I write the guitar parts and then I write um, drums. Like a, like a drum demo. Uh, kind of. Like 
that Kevin embellishes and makes better, and then Nate writes the bass after. I give him those, and he writes bass parts yeah. to it. Cool. Yeah, I like writing bass parts. Yeah, I mean, you're a bassist at heart, kind of. Yeah, right? well, yeah, I mean, the first band that Ty and I was ever in was Parent Guardian. Shout out to my boys. <laughs> Parent Guardian. Nate's really fond of shout outs. The We're going to set a shout out quota. Yeah, we'll, we'll tag, tag everybody in the post that I shouted out. <laughs> Um, and yeah, that was like all Ty basically writing the songs and the lyrics and then we'd jam them out and I would write the bass parts and like, yeah. And, and, and before that I was in like a metal band with my friend Ian, shout out to my boy, uh, who mixed, who mixed the Elaine the Singer EP. Oh, no that, shit. That's out. Yeah. We were in a black metal band and I played bass in that that's too. That's where that, that one picture of you online where you're like, your, your face is painted like a juggalo and you have long hair. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> jug, juggalo and eight, yeah. He couldn't, he's scared of clowns so he couldn't look at himself in the mirror. Yeah. After it's like that. Batman, you know? <laughs> it's like a whole Batman kind of thing. Like, Oh man. The clowns in my head tell me to say hi. Tommy, my zip code is 94022. Shout out to my boy Tommy from uh, in hey, Tom. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, we were on the we're on the end of a four day little run. Thank yeah. you for playing all these shows with us. Oh, of course. Thank we, you for yeah for yeah. setting it up and, and for letting us to fucking California. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and letting us use all your gear yeah. and um, yeah. all the other things that you personally do. Yeah, for yeah. Just just in case people don't know who's listening to this podcast, Joe has become a pretty integral part of the um, the floral cycle, I guess, where he'll he does like all of our merch. Uh, basically prints all of our shirts. He, he, you know, matched me half on the vinyl, distributed the vinyls, packed everything, sent it out. And like, you know, when people like, like don't get it. They when complain. people have a problem, they it's, it's always Joe fucking picking it's up me. the pieces for it's my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, remember when you had like 10 band camp orders that you just didn't know you got? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They like sat there for like a month. And I'm sorry. If you're listening, I'm sorry. If you order the record and you didn't get it for a month, it was Nate's fault. Yeah. And then we fixed it. Yeah. But I like to pretend it's Joe's fault. <laughs> I'll be the scapegoat. Yeah. You know. Hey, the real businessman, you know. As like, long as I can embezzle some of your band's money, it's totally yeah, fine. Yeah, it's fine, yeah. <laughs> My favorite was the one girl who emailed me and told me I ruined her fucking life because she got yeah. the hunger You ruined her day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was like, I was really hoping to get a, a red or something. And I, I got I a black. Have, it basically ruined my day. I was devastated to find out, yeah. lo and behold, that the vinyl variant I ordered was not given to me. Yeah. It's like, all right, okay. <laughs> Well, you know, people like what they like. Yeah, if, you're, I mean, if you're listening, if you're that passionate about it, like I guess that's sick. Like, yeah, yeah, it's, I'm like really passionate about music, so like, yeah, you know, dude, and it's art. all right. <laughs> uh, tell, tell me about Floral the band. What, what's up? Uh, you want the Genesis or yeah, the what? Genesis? I guess, but like, you know, make, make it fun. Sixteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, like we were in that other band, Parent Guardian. What What did that sound like? It kind of sounded like, like a like a like a less sophisticated version of elaine the singer yeah i guess with okay. vocals yeah with ty it's yeah nice, beautiful sing. voice yeah oh cool i play drums no, no we I had played... our friend jose play drums yeah Shout Shout out out to my boy. yeah yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah uh yeah and then uh we sort of stopped playing with jose and we're i had just sort of started living here in the yeah, house ty was with, living with me yeah and we got uh antsy and so yeah i mean i was working on a bunch of kind of like electronic stuff at the time just like fucking around and ty was doing something and then one day we were like yeah we should probably make music again <laughs> and i i had been 
I guess that was kind of when I started getting into like math rock stuff. And like, I remember like I found like town portal. That was like a big one. And you know, in like Ty, yeah, invalids, yeah, yeah, Ty showed me invalids. invalids. Yeah. That was, that, that was one of the, the first like bands that you showed me where I was like, Oh fuck, this is sick. Nice. And that was like right around when you know, had come out, I think. Yeah. 2012 or 11. I was messing with like different tunings and stuff and just kind of fucking around. And then we wrote climbing a wall, I guess. Or the first half, the of first it. half of climbing a wall. Yeah. Which was actually going to be like two different songs, like the second part and the first part. Nah, and we just shit. threw them together. And yeah. That was the, that was the first floral song. And then, I, and then we, we actually like, we wrote like a good amount of songs before we played our first show. And, um, uh, and we actually had another guitarist too, or my friend Jack Martinelli. Shout out to my boy. Um, and yeah, I don't know why we actually didn't end up going that route. I think it was just because me and Ty were practicing. It was just easy. It's like we lived together. Yeah, it's so. me and Ty lived together, sure. and Jack was like coming down from um, San Mateo and just scheduling stuff and whatever. But yeah, um, Jack Martinelli, great guitarist, great guy. Shout out to my boy. Um, I think it, the band works as a two piece. Yeah, that, that, that was that was kind of. I mean, if it didn't work, then I don't think we would have done it. If it felt like there was a there was an aspect missing, yeah, I feel like we we wouldn't have. Well, the like, tuning the tuning lends itself to like you're filling out the bottom and top. Yeah, and, it goes higher and lower than a regular guitar. Yeah. So what made you decide on that tuning? You're just oh oh out? yeah, that's a story too. Um, I guess who who was asking me about this the other night? It might have been it was Rome, my friend Rome. Shout out to my boy. Like Sublime uh, with Rome. Uh, yeah, Sublime with Rome. Yeah, nice. Rome from Sublime. Cool. Um, who does Rome play with now? That that I don't know the blues artist that he plays with. Anyway, I I uh, I started taking because I was I was trying to you know get into Berkeley and I was doing bass. You know I was gonna like apply as a bassist and stuff like that. So I was taking lessons from this guy, who uh, named Michael Finley. Shout out to my boy, um, who. I think that's we're up to eight now. Yeah, <laughs> he uh, he's kind of like the music teacher in like the South Bay, uh, Silicon Valley. Um, like cool. a lot of my friends had taken lessons from him. Yeah, he is just like you know really great multi instrumentalist guy, uh, great teacher, like really no bullshit kind of thing. And up until that point, like you know I was like super ADD and super like you know I'd had like music lessons and stuff like that, but I was like really bad. And I'm, I was taking lessons with, with Stevie Coyle. Shout out. Um, nice. Who Ty had, we later found out Ty had also taken lessons, guitar lessons from Stevie Coyle. So cool. that was cool. Kind How of, old were you when you guys started? I was 18, probably. When you started playing? Uh, oh, guitar? No. Yeah. I, I, I started playing like guitar seriously, maybe, when I was like 14. I'd always, fu- you know, like I said, I'd always been fucking around. Yeah. But I was so ADD, like I was really bad with doing lessons and stuff. Sure. Uh, and, then, and then I met Stevie, like, because um, my, friend, uh, my friend had been taking lessons from him. And, um, and then, you know, like I said later, found out that Ty had been taking lessons with Stevie. And he was kind of, Stevie was really, how would you describe, like, it was like fingerstyle folk, basically. Yeah, he made really cool fingerstyle folk music. Yeah, um, just yeah. Yeah, really good guitarist. And um, so I did that for a while. But then I, you know, when I wanted to go to Berkeley, it was like I needed to do like some real heady shit, like basically. buckle down and kind of. Yeah. So so and I always knew that I always knew about Mike. Like so, Mike was like the guy, and like I had like my uh, like a bunch of friends like do like heavy jazz lessons with him and stuff. So I was like, okay, it's like time to to like start reading charts and shit. So. I took I, I took lessons from him. We, he's a really great guy. He runs summer rock camp uh, in Palo Alto that I um, I taught at for a couple of years, and I may do it again too if I have the time. Um, 
And I remember one day, his bro- so his brother, Jimmy Finley, um, they were in like a band together in like the 80s and, and 90s in the Bay um, called the Flying Finley Brothers. And it was sort of like fusion shred stuff. Uh, and and so Jimmy would, um, he he I guess he would tune his guitar to basically what is the floral tuning, but in C. So it was C, G, C, G, C, G. And I found out about it by the fact that Jimmy had just, uh, Ty taking a break. Yeah, I'll be right. I'm gonna get some Dayquil. Do your thing. Yeah. Ty's gonna Ty's gonna lean up. Um, <laughs> he comes um, back slurring. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, like like Jimmy had just died. Like maybe like a few months before I started taking this mic, and it was like a kind of a hard time for him. So I guess like in reminisce, G- uh, uh, Michael Finley um, pulled out this guitar and was like, "Hey, like this was like." you know check this out like this was the tuning that my brother played in and i picked it up and i was like oh shit like <laughs> like this is this is some real shit so i, I went home and i tuned he, he picked it up and just played climbing a wall yeah, immediately yeah <laughs> played every single song in the floral discography and um yeah so i went home and i was like tu- i tuned a guitar like that and the top string immediately broke so actually like i was playing guitar with like five strings for a sec because like i could never get the top string to stay on yeah and then uh my mom had had this daisy rock guitar um which is the one that i still play yeah um just she bought it as an electric because you know she wanted an electric and i i grabbed it and i was like oh this this is cool and i i tuned it to the floral tuning and it worked because it's like a shorter scale and stuff like that so the top string wouldn't pop off yeah and um that was it basically like so that's how i found out about the tuning and and like the guitar i've I've always like loved playing on that guitar and it works great yeah shout out daisy rock hell yeah so you basically just took that the cg tuning and dropped it a half step yeah because shit kept on breaking basically (laughs) like like my high string kept like i didn't get it set up until like about our first show probably then i finally took the guitar up to the to griffin uh which is like a music store around here and i was like hey like this is what i want to play in can you guys like set it up to be like this yeah like yeah Hell then yeah. also almost everything sounds better when you tune it down one half step. Yeah, like Van Halen did that, and and Allison Chains did that. Like they were just like playing standard and half step down, just because fuck it. Yeah, know, slightly S- darker sets you apart too. And the and even Elaine the singer, it's like Dad Gad, but in C sharp instead ah. of instead of D. Low boys. Yeah. <laughs> so your mom is a musician too, right? Yes, she she is uh, very very multi talented. Um, went to San Francisco Conservatory. Um, plays it's like legit. Yeah, like legit. Like she, she plays in like a Greek music band called the Plaka Band. She just released a kids' music album uh, uh, called Let, Let's Sing, right? And it's it's Kathy Sherman and the Good Folk Collective. What does she play? I mean, multi instrument. Yeah, she plays a guitar. Uh, bazooki is her instrument in the Greek band. The Greek band is really good. Mm-hmm. Um, What's bazooki? I can go. I can go get it, but I guess the listeners won't see it. It's like a four strings, right? Four doubled strings, right? Doubled strings, and it's got like a sort of a A big lute kind of hollow body, and yeah, it's sort of like a mandolin, but tuned differently. It's actually tuned very similar to to the floral tuning, right? Oh no, 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 no! Bazooki's tuned like the top three strings of a guitar. Okay. A bog lamas is three stringed doubled and that's like the floral tuning it's like cgc cool um but just with three strings so yeah 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 so yeah my mom does um all that stuff she she had she did two greek music albums with the plaka band and i actually played bass on one of them which was funny um nice yeah yeah ty how about you like what you when did you start playing music i guess um the guitar i started when i was nine yeah um with sort of country and folk music 
Um, yeah. Well, drums yeah. he didn't start like drums. I kind of started with floral. It was like I fooled around before, but it was just like you know we didn't have a drummer anymore. And yeah, it was. It was Adam, yeah, Ty had been like jamming on drums, basically like listening to you. Were, I mean, like he was kind of just like jamming along to tracks, right? Like like American music stuff. I mean, American music club stuff. Maybe I don't remember that. You, but I, I remember you just like sitting in the basement. You like play stuff through the PA and just like kind of do mm. like slow jams on drums. I remember there was one time I walked down to the basement and you were doing, it was like, it sounded like there was a band downstairs and I was like, who the fuck is like at my house right now playing drums with Ty? And it was like Ty with like sitting at the kit with a guitar in his lap, a stick and a pick in one hand and like strumming chords and then like, yeah, yeah, like, like playing guitar and drums with like, like some Nate Wood shit or something like that. It was really funny. (laughs) I was like, oh, this is sick. So, so yeah, it was kind of out of necessity, I guess that, that Ty started playing drums. Um, Yeah. I was saying yesterday to you, Ty, but like your approach as a drummer is like definitely unique like the way you yeah, play really stuff yeah, i just don't know how to do it so <laughs> <laughs> well i, I mean yeah, I, it works I, I liken it because like i think my favorite drummers uh probably are like like greg sonnier from like Deerhoof. is that how you pronounce his last name sonnier so, yeah. like that's he's probably probably my favorite drummer overall like just the way that like it's super minimal but like it's just exactly what the beat like needs to be yeah and like um also, that guy from Battles, like, he's pretty sick, too. Just, like, people that that don't, you know... I mean, like... And Joe Scala from Invalid's favorite drummer. Uh, but, but yeah, like, I mean, I feel like a lot of, a lot of people, um, like, when they learn, you know, drums, like, the right way, quote-unquote, um, it, it, it kind becomes of... It becomes too, like, methodical it, or mechanical. It, it is, and it doesn't look that cool, either. A lot of people <laughs> don't look that cool when they play. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, Ty always looks, like, really sick when he drums. <laughs> but, but, yeah, and, and, I, and I, honestly, I you know... So, like you you have a really good look, too. Yeah. I was, like, marveling at your at your tonguing. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's happens sometimes. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Sometimes it's because I have insure in my mustache, and I'm just trying to lick <laughs> You're trying it to lick the, lick the flavors out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it is... It is I mean, like, Floral is a band, like, it's so easy to play math rock and have it sound, like, mechanical, and, like, somehow you guys managed to not do that. And I don't know if it's intentional. Like, I know you were saying yesterday you don't really worry about technique. I mean, I worry about, you know, like, I, like... You're not, like, you're not sloppy. No, yeah, it tries to be sloppy, but it's it's definitely not the most important part about our music. Yeah. Um, At least, I'd like to think, like... Um, well, because uh, like there is a crowd now, like prog people or like math rock people, they're like, oh, look at the proficiency in their playing, and like that's something that you can appreciate. But like at the end of the day, you just want to hear good music, you know? Yeah, and a lot of that stuff is really good. Like it's yeah. enjoyable yeah. listen, um, but it's it's not like technical proficiency alone that makes it enjoyable listening. Yeah, you know? and songwriting too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. There's definitely times like throughout our quote unquote career, I guess, that I've like kind of gotten more about like the playing aspect of it and be like, Oh, I'm going to try to be like a guitarist you know, like one of those guys. But it always kind of comes back around for me. And I think Ty actually has been like pretty integral as far as like, just reminding me about like what is most important kind of about this love, this project. Yeah. Love and peace. (laughs) Um, But, but in all seriousness, it's like, like that's never what I wanted to be about really, you know, like, like never, you know, like it's cool that people have like recognized me for my playing and stuff like that. But 
you know, like I said, I, I came at, I came at this from like being like a bass player. You know, yeah. it was never. It's it's it. I try I try to make it never about like how many notes you're playing or like you know how clean you can like tap and stuff like that. It's always comes back down to the songwriting, which I think is is really important, uh, especially like Ty's contribution as as a songwriter um, and like kind of approaching the drum parts, like just how you'd approach any like writing process you know yeah just like what needs to be there what 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 like will actually like help the song you know not so much like be cool to see live or like be like a sick part that you could pull off but sure you know just like what like what what lends itself to the song yeah yeah totally so you keep nate in check sometimes with when writing stuff or yeah i think that's fair it doesn't you know, the band would still be similar and good if I wasn't the drummer. But yeah, I think. but but I mean, but I mean, honestly, I think I think some of the decisions that you've made, especially on this new song, like there was stuff where I was like, Tyler, like I want you to do this like crazy thing here, and he's like, well, this is it was the first song where he had like programmed drum parts to them. Yeah, and um, it, you know, I kind of hated them. <laughs> so I <didn't, laughs> but I said, you know, I was like, you know, you could make this a a good game song or a different project or like, you know, sure. I can write simpler parts yeah, to like it that, that are more like what you do. And I, I honestly, I think that's part of the reason why people like us is like, it's a little bit more approachable than like, like you can, it's just like you, like the beat is not like elusive. Like it's, yeah. it's there. You, you can know? vibe out to it. You don't need to like, you know, have a seizure like, yeah, which is cool too. But like, it, the music has a like, good feeling to it yeah. really. and you're a bigger part of the songwriting process than I think you lead on to be like you wrote some parts on guitar you're saying no no no, no, no. um that is false no there is <laughs> debunked I write I write the drum parts um at the very beginning I was sort of helping structurally with the song or like uh, so cars was an idea that nate had but he didn't have he was sort of playing a different rhythm each time and so yeah, i sort yeah. of picked one at random and, and wrote it out and then we we did that but yeah. um uh yeah no really it's just with this new one that i well i don't know i don't know i write the drum parts yeah <laughs> that's, that's like no, a, yeah. a little less than half the music, which means I contribute to the songwriting. But it's but Nate is has the structure down at this point, and is is yeah. Yeah, I mean you know obviously it's coming with fully formed. Th- I mean songs. Th- there's some songs and like newer songs that I, I've been writing that like you know there's parts that I don't have, like you know I have like again like 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 cars like I have the idea and like kind of like the vibe of it, but you know I I, I think it's you know it's not going to be solid until we actually sit down in the basement and like figure out exactly what we're going to do i could see you the know? beginning riff of cars like like if you were a guitarist showing it to your drummer i could see it plant changing every time right like, yeah, uh, yeah something it's like one this. of those riffs yeah damn, damn, damn. like yeah yeah so that's cool you helped like glue it together and all that in a in in a purely functional way yeah, yeah. like the creativity was all there already but functionally <laughs> i yeah helped make it apart well know? within angles too sometimes they'll show me riffs and it changes every time and yeah like, right like kinda, and they don't even realize it and you're yeah, like i'm trying to learn this and this isn't it's not it's not, <laughs> it's not a riff yet yeah, yeah. <laughs> see yeah you haven't played a new song for these shows yeah and it's cool it's yeah, cool yeah song. it's the longest one i think and it's probably at least for me it's like by far the hardest one as well yeah um and it's the first new song in like two or three years probably maybe four 
Well, we released the second EP in 2015, so... Fuck. I guess, yeah, three years. Damn, but, yeah, well, we had those written, like, at least six months before we recorded them. So, yeah, it's the first new one we've written in a long time. Yeah, a long time. Yeah. And it feels good to, to be writing stuff kind Back of with, like, it. a new new perspective. Sure. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess in that sense, yeah, we are back you know quote like working <laughs> actively we're more actively yeah and, and yeah like you know like after this run of shows like I'm, I'm i'm moving into my new place but the idea is like you know, i'm a lot closer to the bay so either i'll be coming up ty will be coming down like it's got like at least two more in the pipeline that i i should start working on soon yeah yeah cool and then you recorded both EPs with Jack Shirley, right? No, the no. first one was done with my mom's guy. Um, oh, cool. The guy who did the Plaka Band recordings, Robert Barry. Shout out. Oh, no way. Um, they sound pretty similar. They do. They do. They, I mean, they uh, yeah, Nate uh, sort of directed both of them. Okay. So they're both, it's both Nate's taste in there. What um, were you, what were you going to say? Sound audio uh, engineer I, guy? I, well, I mean, Robert, Robert did everything um, to, to, like straight to track straight to pro tools basically and there was a lot more embellishing done on the first one oh. which was cool and i kind of want to do that again for this next release that we're going to do is make it a little bit more like of a production maybe have some features on there i don't Ooh. know um, rap verse uh and um, wait so the first ep is tracked separately uh what do you mean like no we, so we played oh wait maybe it what do you mean no. tracks up? No, well, well, did well, we for, do the drums first or not? Yeah, yeah, we did. For for both of them, for both of them, we would do like a live take, like together. Like remember, remember that one day you were like really pissed off. The first oh yeah, day? Um, I think I was kind of grumpy both times we went into the. Yeah, yeah. Ty was Ty studio. was off his shit both both times, but it turned out fine. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, uh, yeah, the first one, yeah, we, we and the second one, we do a live take, scratch guitar, uh, get the drums, and then I would basically be going to the studio. Um, you know, for multiple days after that, just re- redoing all the guitar, doubling parts. Uh, and yeah, for the first one, there was a lot more sort of like, oh yeah, like I want this part to be like super fucking wide, and like so we'd like overdub like a wider guitar, like some harmonies and shit like that. The second one, barely any of that, mostly just guitar doubling. Um, and then there's like some like maybe like a little bit of delay stuff and some stuff like that, but cool. very little embellishment in the second one. So it's a lot more like I want to say like honest of a record, I guess, about how he actually would play those songs live. Sure. And that one was done with Jack from the Atomic Garden. Yeah. Yeah. How's recording with him? I mean, we we done it. Both the Parent Guardian things were done with him. Um, so like I've we, done a few other things. Yeah, Ty's done him. a few things with him. Right on. Um, yeah, he's kind of made more of a name for himself. I mean, he might have always had that. I mean, name. he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's, no, he's, Jack is 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 absolutely the shit. Um, really easy. I mean, he just moves studios. So I'd love to do an, like this third thing with him if he if if he's not like booked, you know, to hell and back. But yeah. Um, yeah. He he uh, working with him is just awesome. He does everything to tape. Uh, which is like cool. analog yeah like an, like he has a tape machine it's like a studio or something he um, did like the deaf heaven records or? yeah he's yeah. on all the deaf heaven records uh, a lot of loma prieta records a lot of you know uh, i was talking about this to some guy at the show last night i think um but just he he's he's kind of the bay area like hard music guy like jeff yeah. rosenstock you were talking yeah, he about did Jeff's stuff too. um yeah he did like that band calculator yeah a lot of i think he, he did lear he did he did the newest wander record too oh cool just like a lot of a lot of great bands sort of in the more diy area and in, in the bay uh come through his place and, it, and it's great it's like he just has like a great vibe set up there he's really good at just getting things set up fast making you feel like you can just relax and play you know and um and it's just that his taste is also similar to ours mm-hmm. sound wise. So it's like 
you can use keywords and he'll get what what you mean by it because we're starting out on the same page that's you know, cool. you can be like shinier and then he knows what you yeah, whereas that, that, most I, people wouldn't yeah would, would like, think you, the wrong thing what do you want me to eq yeah. you need to be more specific yeah, yeah that's right. exactly what i was going to say where uh his, his vocabulary he, he knows kind of what bands mean like like you're able to to give him uh instructions and you know, there's, I feel like there's also a lot of engineers that uh, might just really want to just do things their own way and you really take a back seat. But he's really open to you, you know, uh, like describing things. And even if you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, and if you're just like, yeah, like I want this to be like warmer or whatever, like he'll be like, oh, yeah, like I know, you know, how about that? And you're like, yeah, you know, like nice. he, he's just really good at. I mean, and warmer is like a normal one, but it's like, like, you know, one time I was like, like, uh, I, like I want it to sound like red wine and he was like yeah okay I got you and then he just did what I wanted it's <laughs> like so weird <laughs> I didn't think that would work yeah That's he's got awesome. he's got a lot of really sick like and, and the studio his studio it, it's one of those places where it's like what when it, once he sets up all the because a lot of the, you know like he's recording the tapes so a lot of the time like the processing is done before the mix so like uh, compression and uh, stuff like that, that has EQ. to be done as as your track. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it. I mean, he still does a mix with like faders and stuff and bounces it back to to a two inch tape. But um, yeah, so like a lot of that stuff is done before. So when you're playing, uh, it feels like the studio is kind of like part of your band. I remember like me and Ty were talking about this the other day. Just sort of you know you see like all like the the thresholds like going off and the VU meter is going off like as you're playing, and it's 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 really cool. It, yeah, you, you feel like it's like alive, you know? Yeah. Like, I think he's selling his mixing board for yeah, a good deal right yeah, now. Yeah, $500 also. for his API uh, his API console. Um, I don't know. I mean, he, he must have gotten like an upgrade or something because that 500 bucks for a console like that is... A, I mean, if you can... And he said he'd deliver it too, which is that's like... Sick. That's fucking crazy. So if you have a studio in the Bay and you want a, a good console to start up on... What's that go for new? I, I don't know. Probably at least... I'm, I would say maybe five grand. Uh, wow. Like I mean, I mean, I could be totally wrong. I'm not. I'm not like super versed in like the analog, uh, yeah, electronics world. Well, but it's, it's kind of. I don't want to say antiquated because it's still like cool and important when people do that. But it's definitely been. It's definitely deemed obsolete by a lot of people. It's because there's so many more like digital plugins mm-hmm. now. But there's something to be said about analog. But like, it's kind of its own different thing. You know. Yeah. And yeah, like, I he, honestly, I don't know if I can tell the difference or if I just placebo the difference. You know, sure. One thing's for sure, though, is that it does feel good recording in that sort of environment. It feels really the and, and because also because he has a workflow down so well with the with the tape, and he knows like you know like looking at the the timestamps, like where to like rewind and overdub and stuff like that. It it has like a really good. It's just like a good environment to record in. Instead of you know you're, you're like seeing all your stuff like come up like as like flags on the fucking Pro Tools rig or whatever. It's, yeah. it's nice to kind of not be fucking with a computer and like not having to deal with like uh you know like crashes and shit like that or whatever just any 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 sort of mess that comes from uh doing stuff on a computer which yeah. is which you know he's, he does that anyway he, he prints everything to pro tools well it's gonna but, all get yeah ultimately yeah. but but it, but the workflow the actual tracking it's like you know he's there finger on the tape machine uh you know hands on the mixing board uh and like it, it just feels great to do yeah yeah that's cool yeah, I've, I've definitely had engineers who do more digital stuff, like just stop me in the middle of a song and be like, oh, just go back a few bars and we'll punch that one part yeah. and then we'll yeah. keep going. And then like... Then yeah, I mean, I mean that's cool. There's something to be said for well, that yeah. too. I mean, yeah, like, there's just different ways to get it done, you know? Yeah. The end product is ultimately what should determine what you like more. Yeah. You know, as long as it feels like genuine and true to the music and as long as you're not just playing one note 
and they're pitch shifting everything and like building your song. Yeah, uh, my friend Ian, like who mixed the uh, Elaine EP, he he did like an internship at or not an internship. He he got like an associates I think from Foothill College uh, for engineering, and he he was part of this project for this band. I don't really want to call him out because what this story is like kind of silly, but it was like this prog band, and um, like he was telling me that like the the guitar solo basically what they would do is the guy would like play like four notes and i think he like wrote it in studio so he'd be like like punch in like punch in and just like basically oh piecing together this guitar solo um yeah. and i was like what the fuck like yeah like, i mean like sure like, like like again like you know i'm not i'm not like really like a papyrus or anything like that but no, i just thought yeah. that was just silly like, yeah that is yeah I guess if you're like learning it in the studio and then like, yeah. yeah, I mean you gotta do what you gotta do, but it, it, I mean just as from an engineer standpoint, that sounds really annoying. Yeah, you know? it totally. Is. And like 50 years ago, you wouldn't be able to do that. No, right? yeah, exactly. It's just like, and you can you can listen to bands online and they have a great sound, and then you see them live and you're like, oh, your studio band. Oh, okay. yeah, like it happens a bit. I mean, there's nothing wrong with studio. I honestly think studio bands, like one man projects and stuff like that, like all that stuff is sick simply because that couldn't really exist any time except for, you know, these last uh, couple of decades. Sure. We were one of the, we were talking about Rings of Saturn yeah, Rings the of, other day. And, and they get so much hate, but they're fucking sick. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that band is awesome. Yeah. Like, like, it, it, I don't it, care how the music's. Yeah. Like, people are like, oh, they play like half speed. Like, who the fuck cares? You know, like, it sounds sick. And it's like, it's definitely not like a live thing. It's like, they just make this ridiculous music in the studio because they can. Yeah. You know, or like that band, you know, Infinite Annihilator. No. It, it's like a sim- similar thing. It's like, it's an absurd band, but they just have these like drum parts that are just like, like blasting like full velocity well but isn't there a video of the guy actually playing yeah but no that's that's not real like i'm sure i don't even think there's mics on his kit like in that video like i'm pretty sure he's just playing to like whatever drum track they have it looks cool but like that's the point you know it's not it's not like the point isn't isn't to to watch this guy blast flawlessly live it's like just the recording is just so ridiculous holy shit yeah like and like, who cares if it's yeah, live or not? You know, there is, you know, there's not isn't a certain way that you should appreciate art and music. It should be if you like it, you like it. Yeah. I just I hate when it's like a band feels like they're going. It's like a charade. Like you see a band live and you're right. like, ah, oh, this isn't. You tricked me. Yeah, it'd be better. You yeah. know. But I mean, well, I mean, and there's yeah, I mean like like Dragon Force, right, yeah. or something like that, where I don't even know what they really sound like. But like a band that's a guitar solo band. It seems like the whole thing is we're talented musicians. So if that if they don't even have that, then what is what's what the point? Is, yeah, you know? I'm sure they're good though. Yeah, I mean, they still tour. Uh, I, I think I missed one of their shows at Brighton Music Hall, but yeah, we should try to open for Dragon Force. <laughs> Yeah. I remember we noticed they played down the street from us one night, and we kind of regretted that we had a show because we were like, oh, what, we should what, what what in Boston when we played oh, at the Middle East. Yeah, we yeah. walked down the road and they were playing. Oh yeah, yeah. That would just combine the shows, dude. <laughs> Invalids, Floral, Good Game, Dragon Force. <laughs> yeah, it kind of works. <laughs> Except none of our bands have distortion. Yeah. Except yeah. Dragon Force. <laughs> Do you guys play for like metal kids? Invalids gets billed on like prog metal shows. Yeah, I remember you did that one show with Drusif. You, you, you guys did. And, yeah, and uh, Softa. And, yeah. Uh, we don't. We've never really played with metal bands, but uh, there's definitely an overlap of people who like technical metal and like poppy math rock. You know, yeah, sure. there's doing the same same thing but different ways, I guess. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what got me into 
like the math rock scene in general was like I, I came from like metal you know like I said yeah. I was in that black metal band I was really into like a lot of like shreddy shit like you know, as a kid like I was really into like Avenged Sevenfold like Bullet Front Valentine uh, some Metallica like just like stuff like that um, hell yeah and and like you know and then like one day I realized it's like oh like you know I remember Ty trying to show me music um, back in the day and I was kind of like it was so different than because Ty was into like a bunch of like indie stuff and like for lack of a better term like indie stuff or like soft softer music that I was in, in, into and like there was a point where I realized and, and and not so much technicality but like the heaviness factor there was a point where I realized it's like wow these bands are actually like heavy as fuck like like enablers or, or like um or like Ameri- uh, American enablers music is that slint kind of you band I was telling yesterday. you about yeah. they're they're awesome yeah enabler yeah. I think he just like left a CD in my car and I put on Tundra by enablers and I was like wow this is actually really fucking sick and it's it's like technical you know but just in a way that like I hadn't thought about yeah their know, technicality music. sneaks up on you yeah it's like wow these parts are like actually really intricate and like inter- interwoven and like you know weird but um so it was kind of like around then where i realized that it was like there's other bands that are doing stuff that i like you know like 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 purely the musical aspect of it but just not under this heavy guise which i thought previously the only the technical still, music existed the only like, way to do it yeah is if you're it, like a yeah, metal a metal band yeah 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 so so and you know and then then i realized it's like wow you know there's there's bands and like you know for for for, for instance like invalids way more technical than like a lot of metal bands or shred yeah, bands. yeah that was another one of those first yeah like, like sort of crossover where yeah. we started having the same taste and then and then it went the other way where like him and his friends showed me dillinger escape plan and i yeah, Ty, fell in love. Ty awesome. cut his teeth Sick. on Dillinger. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I knew of Dillinger, but I don't think I actually really started to like them until you were like, "Wow, this is sick!" And I was like, "Wow, Ty likes Dillinger. Like, I should like listen to these records <laughs> more." And then like became one of our joint favorite bands, I guess. Yeah, I guess another th- uh, Town Portal also um, was another band that that was after we had pretty much synced up though yeah music and then we were wise. we were able to bond over how sick fucking town portal they're a uk is. band right they're they're no. uh, Den- yeah, denmark i believe yeah, so denmark, yeah denmark i think yeah. oh cool we we got to play with them in it, it was at arctangent right well we got to play with them at arctangent and the old blue last which is like a vice bar yeah it was like a free show in london and we we had to close the show and that was the most nerve-wracking thing ever because <laughs> this was like a band like town portal like me and ty fucking love town portal and like did you tell them no yeah yeah, yeah they, we, they, we, we couldn't hide the gushing we, we were on their point. dicks like the whole show <laughs> like and and it was sick actually being in the green room and just like shooting the shit with them and stuff but then they played second uh it was this band quadrupede from france they're sick uh they opened then town portal played and they actually got an encore, yeah. <laughs> like being the second band, and me and Ty just looked at. We were just like, oh, "How the fuck are we gonna like follow this band? Like, this is absurd." Yeah. So we closed the show, played sloppy as shit. We were rushing the whole time, so fucking nervous, um, because like basically we played know, terribly. We, we did yeah. not play that good. I mean, I watched some videos. It was like better than I thought it was, but like yeah, and you're ha- it's half mental when yeah, you're playing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but but it was still just like, why the fuck are we closing this show? Like yeah. I would, you know, like. Like we should, we should have been on first or second. Did um, the crowd like you? Yeah, I mean, the people cheered and shit, but it, like Town Portal, like in live too, they just they just kill it, you yeah. know. And and then and then there's us, just like two, guitar, you know. Guitar. Yeah, their live sound is almost identical to their recorded That's sound. Yeah. They're yeah. so good, and and then and then you know we hung out with them at Arctangent and stuff. It was just like 
like one of those moments where it's like fuck like I did not think this would ever happen you know like getting to hang out with someone who's like been like a I mean that had to be inspiration it had to be pretty surreal to do a fucking full UK tour only it wasn't like, full but I mean how it was like 10 days six, six shows six shows six, okay. shows? Was like six seven. or seven yeah six or seven if you cool. include our tangent yeah we, and, and I think that, that, that length was perfect for us at that time because you're still a pretty new band at that point right uh, Three, two, three, two four, three years. Th- probably, probably like three years, maybe. Right? Yeah. yeah, that was 2016. Started in like 2013, roughly end of 2013, I think. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and, and yeah, and, and like every show there was great. Like, and yeah. and there there were some really well attended shows. Arctangent was like probably still the highlight of of like what we've done as a band. Like, that's a huge playing, festival. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We played for like. 500 people or something it was just absurd and like people people were going off and it was it was great like yeah and like also shout out to to john niblock uh, from vasa vasa john if you're listening to this fuck you uh, <laughs> um, did he book the tour for you guys or he, he was like did. He, he, he was basically like he did yeah he he, he, did he booked the tour and he drove us pretty much for free uh we had to like, we had to force him to take our money we were like here like just like please we don't know what these dollars mean anyway i don't know what a pound yeah, is yeah. Um, <laughs> take this play money please yeah oh man like he he and uh nate even bunked together because every every place we stayed they had like put a separate room aside for john and he just gave that to me because i was i was being a brat it was like he did every nice thing a human could do yeah yeah such a great guy that's awesome yeah he was basically like i think he saw Sorry, I lost my breath for a second. He 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 saw um, like a playthrough video that I did, and we just started talking online. And he was like, um, "He also he said he didn't like any of our music except for climbing a wall." Well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he talks so much shit about so many different bands. It was sick, That's like awesome. just ripping on people. But yeah, he was like, "Hey, like, um, you guys should come to the UK." And then like our tangent season was coming around, and they had that poll, and I was like, "Hey, John, like, I want to play our tangent. Like, can you?" anything you can do about that and he was like yeah like he said he pushed pushed our music to the guy that runs the festival we did really well on the poll because i just like posted that shit everywhere yeah Yeah. blasted that shit it got like you know 500 people saying they wanted to see us at our tangent yeah got booked and then john was like oh you're booked at our tangent time to book you a tour and and we did it and it was it was great it was awesome because like we'd meet all these people um on the way and then at the end of 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 the tour last, our tangent the last day they've we played, all done they were like all a there. mecca trip to yeah it was like it was yeah it was, it was it was just a great experience overall that's really cool yeah and and to any band that like wants to tour the uk it's like totally possible if you can get the plane tickets um you know it, it like like people there are great they'll they'll book you like our friends in rob ford just did it um rob ford explorer shout out um <laughs> Yeah, I heard that it, the scene's a little better or more supportive over there. Well, well, everyone there is like, like, oh, we wish we could do like go to go to like the U.S. Sure, or whatever. And then we're like, fuck, it's great over here. You know, like people are like putting you up and like, yeah, it's just yeah, you know, like it's good people over there. Yeah, like uh, Delta Sleep's coming over to the states yeah. next month, and they're like a pretty sizable band. Yeah, they're cool. Yeah. One of the guys was that that um, I think it was John, like the tall bass player guy. Cool. He was. I'm gonna, from, I'm gonna use the bathroom real quick. He was yeah. at our uh, at the at that town portal show, and I, I hope we didn't like ruin our our, our image uh, for him because of how fucking nervous we were. But no, I'm sure yeah. you're fine. They're not coming over here, right, to the West Coast? No, I think it's just East Coast. And yeah, I, you guys are doing the bulk of those dates with them, right? Four, yeah, four dates with them: Philly, Boston, New York, yeah. and one Jersey date. From so. what I've heard, 
UK bands coming to the US is really difficult. Yeah. Like, and I've heard of stories of like people that try to kind of swing it without visas or, or whatever the paperwork you need is. And they just get like pulled at the airport, even really? for like smaller stuff. Yeah. Like, um, I think like there's this band from Boston hit home shout out. Oh the, yeah. They're cool. The, the, uh, the guitarist Angela was like living in Canada and there was a show that I went to in, um, in Boston that they were going to play like kind of a reunion show or whatever. And, um, they actually like, cr- like had to kind of like censor their name on the bill, like on the hand ballot. Um, because Angela was really tripping about like border shit and yeah. like, it's, it's an issue like for sure. Like, yeah. like, Oh, what are you doing here? Oh, we're, we're going to play a show. It's like, Oh, do you have the paperwork? No. And then like, go, go home. Money yeah. Go the, home. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah cause I, the Delta sleep guys, cause I was helping them. I helped them books on the shows and they were saying they have work visas. So like they need, to make money yeah like, so it has to be like real shows yeah like, yeah it can't be like basements and they're stuff like, like yeah can you sign this contract like ensuring that we'll get this much money it's like dude it's like a diy space but i i mean either way it seems like they're cool about it yeah, and it's like the shows are gonna all do fine anyway so it's like it'll be good but yeah i can imagine being kind of scary a lot of people ask for um like because i you know i mail all the floral records out so people in the notes say come to uk Get we a lot of UK, again. or you get Japan sometimes too. I, I would love to do Japan. Um, that was one that we were maybe gonna do at some point, but that kind of fell through. We'd who love to do. Who are you talking to about? Uh, it? David Isaac. Okay. Uh, I, mean, I don't want to like, you know. He, I'm sure he's great. He he booked like hikes and stuff. In yeah, the yeah. UK. And he books her a tree coat. I mean, I mean hikes in Japan, not the UK. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think yeah, he did. He does like U.S. stuff for Trico. Someone just messaged me today and was like, "We're." Um, David Isaac might be booking us in Japan, so I'm sure he, he's pretty active over there. Yeah, yeah. I think he, like, lives there partially and, like, lives in Texas partially or something. Oh, okay. But, yeah, I, I would love to, to do Japan. Um, and England as well, again. Because yeah, I'd it's love like to do It's like I was born there and my dad lives there. And Yeah. Did your dad come to any of the shows? Yeah. He came to the Town Portal one that we fucked up really bad. <laughs> but he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, care yeah. about that kind of music anyways. So he, sure. He couldn't tell the difference, but, you know. <laughs> What's your dad listen to? Um, <laughs> he has a weird taste, question. Right? Yeah, when I was growing up, he pretty much just listened to classical music, which which I liked. I thought that was classy. And then he got he got um he got really into like sort of the the like hipster Christian groups like Sufjan Stevens and um oh god I, I'm forgetting the name of the other one. A lot of the asthmatic kitty stuff. And then he got really into Coco Rosie, which I never understood. Can't yeah. really hang with that. Yeah. Uh, but then he has a lot of really good folk taste as well. And cool. Yeah. Ty's mom is the one with the real bad. My mom taste, is though. yeah. My mom has uh, killer taste in music. And, and, and like I remember you, you were saying that like when when you kind of had that pop punk phase, she was like no song. Oh yeah, mine. yeah. I went. There. I was like <laughs> listening to Fall Out Boy for a, a year or two there, and she just kind of bullied it out of me. <laughs> she was like, "What are you? No doing? son of mine." <laughs> um, but yeah, she, but enablers is like friends of friends of hers, and they're the band we were raving about earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's and like a like, lot of her friends' bands are like some of my favorite. That's bands sick. based on music. Were they know? a West Coast band? Yeah, they're all they're all San Francisco. You know, hell yeah. yeah! Enablers does really well in Europe. I think like the the, the book they're touring happens. They almost Europe. only play in in Europe. Yeah, people love them over there. They, they're still active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I check yeah, them they're, out. They're they're older guys, but they released their their last record was like amazing, and they, apparently they just finished tracking a new record. I'd love. We did we did a show um, as Parent Guardian with with the two guitarists. They opened for us, which was weird, but 
Gold Rig Thompson. What what are their names again? Gold, Gold Ring Thompson. Gold Ring Thompson. Or Thompson Gold Ring Thompson. Yeah. What are the Kevin Robert Thompson and Joe Gold Ring? Yeah. Go, yeah. So they did like a guitar duo thing, opening for a show with us. Joe Gold Ring played in Swans, uh, some other. I think he toured with some other big bands as well. And then nice. It, it'd be really cool to do like open for like Enablers or something if they ever do another San Francisco date. That'd be really fucking sick. Yeah. If they if they want to have like a lame band like us, so they're, they're cool. <laughs> You yeah. guys are cool. I think you're <laughs> yeah, cool. We're cool, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, the show last night was pretty packed out. Yeah, I, I love playing the Honey Hive. Shout out to the Honey Hive. Shout out to Daniel Boehner. Uh, Wolf Langus, shout out. Get on Twitter. <laughs> Get on Twitter right now. It was a good show. Yeah. For Monday night? Yeah. I mean, um, that that's. I feel like that's kind of the place where a lot of people go to see us, I guess, is the Honey Hive. Oh, and, yeah, and then we have Wander to thank for the yeah, for the crowd last the, the night crowd, as well. Yeah, Wander, shout out. Yeah, they were great, too. Um yeah, the, all those guys. Those guys have been like a staple in like our Bay Area music career, I guess. Like, Wander. Yeah, Wander. Like, um, oh, like even when we were playing with Parent Guardian, we did a show with them. Like, wow, six seven years ago. Played like played a lot with them. They've just been around for like a really long time, and um, they're always like a good band to get on a bill with. Cause they didn't seem that old though. No, they were probably around the same age as us, a little bit yeah. older maybe. Cool. Like, yeah, 23 to 26 probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were good. Good guys. The the SF scene from what I've seen seems to be pretty supportive. Yeah, it, it's a weird place to to be coming up as a band. What have you seen of it? Just the two shows that I've played over here. Cuz those have both been at the Honey Hive, right? Yeah. Yeah. You see the Honey Hive is the one place it's I, I I definitely don't get like a super supportive vibe from yeah. San Francisco. Uh, that place is really cool. Gilman's really cool. They, oh I mean, yeah. Uh, Wait, isn't that in that's, that's in, in Berkeley. That's Berkeley? Yeah, yeah. But 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 yeah, like like the problem with the Bay, you know, you got to drive everywhere. Um, it's really expensive to live here. Yeah. Um, a lot of the the, 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 the the populace of San Francisco doesn't care about DIY really. It's sure. it's all like, you know, tech people that just wanna like go to like music festivals and yeah. stuff like that. We're just, microdose. We're just, yeah, microdosing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh so so yeah, they you know, they they don't really care. Um you know, it's definitely kinda like an underdog thing. I, in the Bay, it's not, you know, like Philly, it's like dominating in Philly and like even Boston too. Like when I was in, Ber- I feel like it's t- t- tapered off a little bit since I left uh, Boston, but yeah. Um, but That's what I've heard, well, there's that shit with the Middle East right now. You, oh, the dra- who's playing What's Middle the East? shit with the Middle East? Oh yeah. Fuck that bullshit. Um, yeah. The, I mean, um, yeah, that was, that was some bullshit and that all happened after we played there. Thank God. But, yeah. um, Aren't you guys playing? It's so hard to get our show moved. Yeah, like Great Scott or something. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't judge you. Yeah, what, did he like, harass like, somebody or did something? He, no, the own, it was one of the owners had like a rape charge or something like that, and um, it was he he it was basically like a conversation about how to not give money to this guy, and and and, and the. The, like like I was friends with a lot of the staff there, like a lot of the bookers and um, this guy Alex Pickert, great guy, shout out. Um, and you know people that like do door there and stuff and and they were all just kind of like yeah like you know we made it a point to like really try and and be like look this is like not going to jive with the scene at all and um uh and then the management were just like yeah we're not going to do anything about this like you know this guy's still going to be on the pay bill still going to be getting money from the shows and stuff like that and people just were not down with that so yeah it's shitty 
Yeah, I mean, Great Scott's still a great place to play, uh, and and there was some amazing basements uh, in in Boston too. Like when I when all I, in Alston, yeah, all in Alston. It's just because you know, get these landlords that don't give a shit what happens to their place. You yeah, know? giant basements and kids just set up like you know full PA's stages and stuff like that. There's like the Track Shack that was when we went to that Dent show at uh, when you were in Boston. And just like these huge basements, and it's just like it's epic. Like, Is that like thrift store still open where we first played with Floral? Thrift store? No, that closed oh, out of the blue. That, that was cool. I like yeah. that place. Yeah, that place was cool. They, they, they. I think they they moved recently, but yeah, that was a great show. The first Invo- I felt bad though because I, I, you know, I booked like too many bands and and I let everyone play for too long, so you guys went on like one in the morning. That's fine. But people stuck around. I was able to pay you guys, which was nice. I thought I was a cop the whole time. Yeah, uh, yeah that was a. Uh... Sorry. I was really I re- excited. I, I remember was like, this is my first cop friend. I I'm going to ask him all the questions I've ever had for every cop. We had like a heart-to-heart for yeah, 20 minutes. You were like, really playing oh, it's a tough for like one, an man. hour of me just yeah. curling questions at you. <laughs> yeah, I was just doing that for a while. <laughs> I, have a, I have a not a cop shirt with me right now. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, once I got the job as a teacher, I was like, I should stop doing this. <laughs> like, cause a teacher added me on Facebook and then like, I looked at my profile picture and all the comments were like, fucking cop, piece of shit, cop, fuck Wait, you. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> they fuck were all cop. for me though. Blue lives <laughs> don't matter. <laughs> I had to explain it like to my colleague. I was like, look, I don't, look, I don't think you should, I'm going to just unfriend you on Facebook. Uh, I remember in Canada when there was that kid with like literally a pillowcase full of weed and 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 and, oh and, God, and this was still backpack. going. This yeah. was still going around that you were a cop, and like you came up to him, and you were just like, "Hey, what you got in there?" <laughs> you know, I'm a I'm a cop, right? Oh, this isn't my jurisdiction, so though, so I'm not gonna fuck with you. But you know, just keep it on the down low. <laughs> yeah, so I'm out of borders right now, or else you know, I'd write you up, report you to Johnson. <laughs> I used to do it so much, dude. I think it started when I was I used to substitute teaching this high school, and kids would just openly talk about weed, and I'd just be like. You guys know I'm a cop, right? And then they would all like fucking freak out. And then it just kind of grew legs. I don't That's know. So funny. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> yeah. So so you heard it here. Joe Scala is not a cop uh, yeah. officially. Officially yeah. resigned from the from the police force. Unless he's just throwing people off the scent. <laughs> yeah, he's the been, biggest sting. Yeah, this is the biggest DIY sting operation from the New Jersey Police Department. They're gonna bust every house venue in America. <laughs> <laughs> On my deathbed, I just arrest all my family and loved ones. Guy, <laughs> thirty it's, years it's like possession. Pete, Pete, you're going to jail. Brock, you're going to jail. Everyone's fucking going to jail. Forever, <laughs> yeah, they're all done. And then, and then you just go into an eternal sleep. Yeah, you're like I did my job. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah. Well, we should probably get to this show. We soon. should get. Yeah, we should probably go. What time is it? It's, uh, it's three. three. <laughs> yeah, and we've done it almost an hour. Yeah. Any other? Uh, any last words? Um, Listen to the band Floral if you don't know them. Um, they're on the the label, quote unquote, right? Joke artist. Yeah, yeah. No, we put the record out. I feel weird. It's when. So two things happened recently. Like a band was in, I think and I, I talked about this recently, but a band was on Noisy, like the Vice website. Right, right. I right. put their record out, and like the writer wrote "Choke Artist Records," and I was like, oh, I don't. Wait, you got a, you got a Noisy feature? Yeah, this band's sick shit. They're like a power violence fan from Jersey. They're oh. they're cool. Um, but I put the record out, and like the woman that wrote about it on Noisy said "Choke Artist Records," and I was like, I don't know. Well, maybe it's time. <laughs> yeah, time to make an LLC. You like, just feel weird because you don't actually record. The bands is that what it well, is? Well, I don't need to record just, the bands. I still don't know album, if it's a record label. <laughs> it's more of like a collective, I guess. But yeah, and you put out records, so I guess, and you put like the choke artist logo like on our 
on everything. Uh, yeah. So I, I mean, like, kind of. That's not a label. It's grown. It's grown legs. Yeah. I think. Yeah, but yeah, check out check out the band Floral. Yeah, hopefully some new music within a year. Yeah. Or two or whatever. We back. Yeah, they're back. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thanks. Anything else? Um. We can cut no, that don't, out. Don't cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta edit <laughs> that shit out. <laughs> All right, bye. See ya. Thank you.